What's that? Polka? No. The metal. I think today we're going to start off with something a little different. We're going to start off with a brief moment of silence for every time I die. There it was. That was the brief moment of silence for every time I die who uh, have just broken up uh, a few days ago as of this recording. And it is it sucks. It sucks a lot for anybody who's a metalhead and for anybody who is a fan of every time I die. But uh, we are not going to dive into who, what, where, when, why or how because it looks ugly from the outside. Tell them about the funny tweet, though. Uh, You tell tell me about the funny tweet and then I'll tell them about the funny tweet. (laughs) Oh, every time I cry. Oh, no, no, no. Every time they died. Oh, yeah. Somebody (laughs) is. I think it was from stray the path. Just quote tweeted every time they died, and uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. There were a few funny tweets, so that's why oh, I, yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. sure. Wasn't sure which one you won, uh, which one you m- meant. But this is, of course, the only heavy metal podcast. That's why we had a moment of silence for those legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing makes good radio like silence. That's brief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very small. Yeah, it's, wanna, it's the only thing we have. It's that, or I can pour a beer all over your microphone. What do you want? Yeah, and well, yeah, hand over heart. There, that's good. Great, that's yeah. good. The heartfelt Pat. Uh, this is the only heavy metal podcast. The Onslaught. I, of course, am Brian. And I am Vargas. And we're both here looking at each other. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good to not uh, to not have a sickness anymore. To not be surrounded with germs. Sickness be gone. Hey, what do you think? I shaved my entire body, including my <laughs> eyebrows. What do you it's, think? It's good. It's a good, look good. It's a good look. I like that you've covered yourself with goo. Got to have a protected layer. You know? Uh, yeah, you're looking good. You're smelling great. I'm glad you can smell. <laughs> That's what I'm glad about. Yeah. Glad that you can smell. Uh, man, yeah, this whole uh, every time I die stuff, we won't talk about it too much, but it's very, it sucks. Obviously, there's two brothers in the band, so it adds a, another layer that is not a lot of bands. Uh, I mean, Gojira could have that, but they seem like they're doing pretty solid. He mentioned in a tweet, Keith did, that, that really they should have broken up in 2014. Yeah. Uh, and then I did some digging and I found maybe what somebody's talking about, but it unreliable source. That's a big yikes for me, dog. Yeah. That's what that's going to get. That they should have broken up in 2014. That he said that. Yeah. Well, none of us really know what happened. Right. So it doesn't sure. matter. But uh, but yeah, they've they released some of their best albums since 2014. So that's that's the shocking part. Yeah. They've, <laughs> re- they've released uh, three three out of four of the albums they've released since 2014 have been one, two, and three in my opinion their Ooh. best albums. So take that, Keith. I guess. I I'm, not, I'm not choosing sides because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Too much cryptic shit. Yeah. Normally I would say come on the show and tell us, but I don't want to hear about it i would you wouldn't want that interview Nah. the exclusive interview i mean yeah but i would i this that would be a situation where i'm like oh man that's crazy yeah then you shut up and let me do the talk yeah i i would speaking of interviews you should go listen to our interview with greg burgess of a legion before their new album drops february 25th onslaught super fan greg burgess onslaught tells us. super fan baby <laughs> tells us all about it what have you been? What have you been up to? What have you, do you have a moment of silence you want to talk about? Uh, no. Good. <laughs> In better news, though. Ah. Uh, Hailstorm's bus got fucking roasted. Is that better literally. news? Literally, yeah. Nobody got hurt. Oh, okay. Uh, fifteen to twenty foot flames. They said their bus burned all up. 
It burned all the way up. <laughs> all the, all way. the way up. Uh, but again, you know, nobody got hurt, so that's great. Um, it really sucks that their tour bus is all burnt shit. But again, nobody was hurt. That's uh, good. The picture that they have is crazy. Uh, what's her name? Miss Hale. That's her last name, right? Yeah, Lizzie Hale. Lizzie Hale. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks like the, the inside of a house that was on fire because yeah, that's what it was. Because that's I what mean, it was. Just had wheels on the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so that's good. Uh, I do want to talk about the Matt Hafey, Ishan. Ishan? Ishan. I've always Ishan. said Ishan. 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 It's I H. How do you start that word? Uh, 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 they've got a project together. It's called Ibra. Ibaraki. That's a really long name. Ibaraki. No. (laughs) It's a Japanese word, and I don't speak Japanese. You just did. Well, I tried. Probably said something really offensive. Probably. No, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. The song. Uh, I'm excited. Of course, that project has been rubbed in our faces for what feels like a decade, but it's been probably four years. Dude, that forever. he's been talking about yeah. it. Uh, so I'm really glad we got to finally hear it. Um, and it sounds really good. Vargas and I are in consensus that it sounds better than most recent trivium. Yeah. Um, I mean, Aishan is awesome. Dude's a fucking yeah, legend. Emperor. Yeah. Um, he, Everybody should know Emperor if you don't know Aishan, at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Homeboy is absolutely incredible. And Matt it's, Hafey does a lot of good work on this. Yeah, say, br- uh, look it up if you can, but uh, it basically sounds like uh, black metal with Hafey's signature scream on it. Yeah. To me. Yeah. It sounds uh-huh. really good. Um, <laughs> and I do. I'm going to talk about the Kickstarter because I've seen it pop up a couple of places. Um, there is a Kickstarter for headphones that are designed specifically for heavy metal. Uh, as of this recording, there are 38 days left to go, uh, and they have raised 443,000 plus dollars. Do you think we could have a successful Kickstarter? What would we kickstart? What would we kickstart? We would kickstart my heart. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I don't think we'd get a lot of money for that. We could just kickstart this. Our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, totally. This podcast is already happening, but if you want it to keep happening, you have to make at least a hundred thousand dollars. And that will buy us new equipment. We then spend $20,000 on equipment and $80,000 on uh, living living arrangements for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you just invented Patreon. So check out our (laughs) Patreon. (laughs) Uh, No, I think it's cool um, that this uh, this headphones thing. Uh, Do do you have do you have opinion on this? You're not a you're you're not going to sound kind of guy. Great. Um, here's my thing. Most just like for I yeah, let me get. I want to put my my uncle pants yeah, on. Yeah, you got your dad pants for on a minute. Already. Just like 4K, <laughs> most shit that's quote unquote upgraded to 4K, it's not in 4K. So stop saying that it's in 4K. It just looks better than Blu-ray because the colors are are a little bit brighter and everything's a little bit sharper. Now, th- barely things things that are filmed over broadcast cannot be in 4K. So if you're if you're watching football on like Fox Four or CBS or whatever, that yeah. you could, you cannot get that 4K because the, the signals to get it to your TV is not capable of getting it in 4K. So what you have to do is you have to buy a 4K disc that's in that was filmed on a 4K camera the entire time, 
which is expensive as fuck and very few movies do it yeah to actually get 4k which is marginally better in my opinion than blu-ray now the same shit with headphones it's going to sound about the same as every other headphone oh man that's crazy i'm not (laughs) off my soapbox yet (laughs) No, so the the only thing that I think is actually cool, like aside from like the tech specs, right? Um, the headphones have four drivers on each side, and normal head got wheels too. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> normal headphones have one driver. You got you have a single speaker for each headphone cup, right? And this one has four on okay. each cup, which is cool. You can get a lot more dynamic range that way. It's got two. You only got two ears. You can only absorb so much sound. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, so, uh, how is it? How is it going to sound different than the headphones I'm wearing right now? Because you can get more dynamic range out of that in theory. And I'm assuming that's what they're going for is larger dynamic range. Not necessarily more volume or less volume, but you, you tune your speakers to a certain range and you can get more music in that range. Right. But the, the songs that I'm listening to wouldn't all of a sudden gain new notes they they wouldn't they wouldn't gain new notes but you could hear the nuances in the recordings better oh i doubt it (laughs) my tinnitus (laughs) would have something to say about that (laughs) well that's that's all it costs four hundred thousand dollars so i'm not going to do that they don't cost four (laughs) they cost one hundred fifty dollars one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a head but is that for each driver no <laughs> it's you play golf with those headphones it's a hundred thousand dollars driver <laughs> oh insanity God. all right i gotta let me put my host mm-hmm. pants back on okay yeah yeah put your pants back on uh we talked today about the halo effect uh, very briefly which is a band uh a super group of sorts because it is made up of all in flames x members with the guy from Dark Tranquility on vocals, who was also in In Flames, uh, and they are—it sounds like '90s In Flames. It's yeah. really, really good. It sounds really good. The Halo Effect. You need to check that out if you're a fan at all. Okay, so are we on to the on the meat? Yeah, yeah on the meat. On the meat. You meat be the meat, and I'll be the potatoes. Okay. Uh, this week we have Children of Bodom versus Sabaton. Yeah, another classic MMA fight sumo versus kickboxing uh you want to go first you want me to go first i'll go first okay you go first uh so first and foremost a sabaton is a piece of knight's armor but it's like the booty it's the foot (laughs) oh the boot not the booty not the not the booty yeah it's like i mean it's not a boot it's the piece that would go over the leather boot yeah yeah that's called a sabaton that's called a sabaton a weird thing to name your band after i know but it kind of made me laugh because it's like it's just a heavy metal boot like that's literally yeah, what it is that's uh, true and I, I thought i'd mention that up top um all right so sabaton they were formed in 99 in sweden they are arguably can you give me that last sentence in the swedish chef voice they were formed in 1999 in sweden thank you you're welcome uh they are arguably emphasis on arguably because i don't want to have the argument i don't want to hear about it i don't want people to fire off in the comments i don't want you to fire off at me right now so don't because i already said it i already prefaced they're arguably one of the most important bands in power metal what (laughs) 
Yeah, I knew. I, I knew. think uh, if you ever find someone who would argue that point with you, you should leave wherever you're at. Yeah, because you're not in a fun place. Correct. Anybody who's like the the big four of whatever subgenre, just agree with them. How do I how do I get out of your house? <laughs> oh, my mom said, don't use the front door. Use the back door. Um, if we're comparing Gamma Ray and a Blind Guardian, then no, no, don't. Uh, what about the Halloween? Yeah. Somebody didn't mention Halloween. <laughs> so. More like goodbye, Ween. Get out of my house. Those bands are the big four of power metal: Gamma Ray, Halloween, Blind Guardian, and a lot of people. Some people would say Sabaton belongs on that list. Okay. Regardless of ranking, Sabaton is very good, uh, very fun, and I think deserves more attention. I can only speak about the attention for the two folks in this room because I think you and I tragically missed Sabaton when we were in college i don't yeah i don't know that we missed them i think it was more of an on-purpose thing (laughs) for you maybe yeah they're really good man i know they are but uh there's just a lot it's a lot to listen to i don't need to listen to a history lesson on my way to history class you know what i'm saying yeah well maybe you should and you would have gotten better grades maybe maybe i could have have lectured my professor (laughs) that's right uh, so like I said, they've been around since 99. Um, and nowadays they only feature two remaining founding members, uh, Joachim Borden and Par Sandstrom. Which one's the singer? Uh, Joachim. Okay. Uh, he's the guy with the, the vest and the, yeah. Arm oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the mohawk. Yeah. yeah. Also, I can see him, his live headphones, like his, his in-ear monitors, the th- the wire that goes around the back is barbed wire. How fucking cool is that? Doesn't that hurt? No, it's it's fake, but oh. it looks like barbed wire. I guess that's cool. It's cool for Sabaton because they don't sing all about wars. Yeah. Okay. I just it's just like black metal. It's like yeah. Do they? Is this? Does he know it's? Yeah. Let them let them be goofy, and it's. They, I let them be goofy. Yeah. Just, just, just not, embrace it. I'm not letting you talk about how cool they are. You need to get on board with how goofy this band is. I am on board with it. All right. They've released nine albums with a 10th due this year in March in 2022. Uh, and instead of talking about the history of the band and, you know, when the albums released and stuff, I want to talk about a few highlights. I've got three uh, rather than giving, you know, broad stroke details. So uh, number one, their first professionally recorded album they recorded a couple of demos um and and took like the highlights from those demos and released their first album which was not like a professional thing that's what they used to get the record deal to produce their first professional album metalizer however if you look at their releases it's the third album that they released first album recorded third album released Okay. Right. So here's the deal. So they time travel. No. Oh. <laughs> here's the deal. Uh, after, like I said, they recorded some demos. They they got a record deal with Underground Symphony, which is an Italian record label focused, obviously, on heavy metal. And they have a whole bunch of bands I've never heard of. Literally, Sabaton was the only band Underground Symphony's had that I'd ever even remotely recognized. Um. So they recorded the album underground symphony kept jerking the band around about not releasing the album because according to Sundstrom quote, the label told us heavy metal is dead and we have to wait until it becomes popular again. Now, do you want to take a guess as to when they said heavy metal was dead? I'm going to say 85. 
Well, the band was formed in 99, so... I didn't listen to that part. Uh, two seconds. Uh, the band formed in 99? Yeah. 2002. <laughs> 2004. I mean... And they were like, heavy metal's dead. We have to wait for it to come back. They weren't wrong. <laughs> but come on. As wrong as they could have been, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's never been dead. Right. And you're an Italian heavy metal record label, and you're like, nah... Fuck it, we're not going to release this album till metal becomes popular. Yeah, what are you? What are you doing? Being a bad label, clearly. Yeah. So, with with that being the the label's opinion, Metalizer would wait in limbo until Underground finalized a deal with Sabaton's new label, Black Lodge Records, to release it in two thousand five. Which it would have, except Sabaton's actual first album, Primo Victoria, was scheduled in two thousand five. And their second album was scheduled to release in 2006. So finally, their first professionally recorded album, Metalizer, was released in 2007. So as as you did the research on this band, could you tell, was it a dip in quality, both songwriting and recording from their on their third album as opposed to their first two? So here's the here's the wild thing. I'm glad you asked that question the the frustration that they had getting metalizer released probably was the best thing that could have happened to them because they and this sounds like a bit and it's not they watched saving private ryan after recording the first album yeah and were inspired to write songs about wars oh so metalizer wasn't Metalizer has nothing to do with the rest of Sabaton's discography. Wow. Isn't that wild? So they recorded this first and then second album with this quote unquote new direction of the band singing about wars and, and, you know, victories and tanks and battleships and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then they dropped this third album, which is totally different. It's, I mean, sonically, like it sounds sure. kind of the same, yeah, yeah. but thematically is totally Nothing. unrelated. You find a gimmick, you lean in. Right. And they did. Yeah. And it led to a lot of success. All right. So that, that was her first thing. I thought that was crazy. First album with our third album is actually their first album. The second one, the next major turn point in the band's history is 2012 when Sabaton recorded Carolus Rex, their sixth album. Oh, that's the uh isn't that the the cousin of Tyrannosaurus? Rex? Yep, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Um that's your sister's scientific name. Carolus Rex. Oh, I get it. I get, I get it. Cuz her name is Carolyn. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. No need to explain to me. Oh, I will. Everyone else. Everyone else. Yeah. Uh so that was their sixth album. It went gold in Poland and four times platinum in Sweden. It's a lot. A lot of platinum. That's 135,000 albums sold. Yeah. In those two countries alone. For Sabaton. For Sabaton. (laughs) And it remained on the Swedish chart for 326 weeks. Impressive. It's the 74th most successful Swedish album of all time. More impressive. Metal Hammer voted it the 20th best power metal album of all time in 2019. Wow. Stood the test of time. And in twenty tw- yeah, and yeah. in twenty twelve, two thirds of the band quit. Whoa. <laughs> Boy. 
So they recorded this album and it's like, I mean, it's their beloved co- career yeah, yeah. making album. It's their master puppets. It's their master puppets. And literally two guys are left in the band. Four dudes quit. Two dudes are left. They had six guys. They had six guys. God they damn. had a keyboard player. Got a, it's like maiden over there. <laughs> so their two guitar player, Oscar, uh, Rickard, their drummer, Daniel, and their keyboard player, other Daniel quit and formed a new band called civil war. And from everything I've read, there's no animosity between the bandmates. Good. Um, the four dudes quit because they wanted to spend more time with their families. Basically, the the two guys that stayed in Sabaton wanted to keep touring and you know keep with the band. And the other four dudes were like, "This is not. This can't be a full time thing for us. We want to be at home. We don't want to do the big world tours and all this stuff anymore." Um, so the four dudes actually quit and they founded a new band called Civil War, which sounds you know like Sabaton, but they're not as active. Yeah. So they're still doing the music thing, but they're homebodies now. Anyway, I just thought that was crazy that they, it's a weird little happenstance in the same year. They record this insanely yeah. successful album and most of the band quits. So luckily the two dudes were able to find replacement um, and Sabaton continues on. So the last big career point I want to mention is in 2019, which was the band's 20th anniversary. Um, to celebrate the milestone, Sabaton did a couple of cool things. First, they launched a YouTube channel that's still running today called Sabaton History. Uh, you talked about this. I did. Um, where documentarian Indie Needle, I think it's Needle, uh, he discusses the real-life events behind Sabaton songs every week. Um, so if you have any interest in the real-life history behind these Sabaton songs, you can go to that YouTube channel and check it out. The other cool thing that they did to celebrate 20 years as a band was to play both stages at Vakken at the same time. At the same time. At the same time. So. So they are time travelers. <laughs> here's what they did. During the gig, former guitar player to- to- Toby England joined the band on st- <laughs> His name it's- is not. There's no way that that is not also a spy. <laughs> T-H-O-B-B-E. Uh, no, just Toby England. Hey, what, what's your name, guy? I'm uh, Toby England. I'm Andy Lampwall. <laughs> where, where are you from? <laughs> Not England. <laughs> Spain. And I speak perfect English. Because I'm an English teacher. Because I'm an English man. <laughs> All right, so former guitar player Toby <laughs> joined him on stage. And Toby, they, what a <laughs> shitty metal name, by the way. Go ahead. It's probably Thoth Tho- Tho- or something, yeah. whatever. It's Swedish. Cut me a fucking break, all right? Got them a fucking br- uh, that I tried Sweden. <laughs> it, it, yeah. <laughs> it started off not Sweden. Didn't come out that way. Um, so they played two songs with this former guy. In the second half of the show, uh, Sabaton invited so they, they played some songs invited this dude on played two songs second half of the gig Sabaton invited the rest of their former members on stage they had the singer on one side their bass player those are the two dudes that are left original members on one stage each the two thirds of the band that quit 
with another singer joined their bass player on one stage and a whole bunch of other former members plus two dudes from civil war that weren't Sabaton members were on the other stage and they played the rest of the show as two bands playing the same songs. That's fucking wild. It's absolutely insane. The whole gig is on YouTube. If you Google Sabaton Vak in 2019, watch the whole gig. It's like an hour and a half long and it's, fucking bananas yeah it'd probably be super i bet if there was like somebody super super high there that like wandered from one stage he's like did i just do a circle where was happening during the cutover like because they played basically a full gig and then had like an introduction you know oh, 20 years of sabaton yeah when they introduced all the former members they showed a girl in the audience wearing a sabaton t-shirt just crying because she's like <laughs> Two sabatons. <laughs> what is happening? What do you love that much in this world, Marcus? Do you love anything that much in this world? Or you cry, dude? Two cheeseburgers? <laughs> Are you <laughs> two beers? I don't know. Sabatons like one of those bands where it's uh, it'd be strange to hear at a bar that they're someone's favorite band. Yeah, but clearly they are someone's favorite band. Oh, yeah, a lot of people's favorite band, probably. a lot of people's favorite band. Um, so, yeah, you definitely need to go on YouTube and check out that concert because they also had a full choir of backup singers and all the dudes are dressed in old military uniforms. Sick. Of course they are. <laughs> and the drums are on stands that look like tanks. Yeah, I mean, and they shoot fireworks and shit. Of course, it's insane. It really is. Yeah, it's Sabaton. <laughs> it's Sabaton think you're having enough too much nyquil and you're like oh jesus christ <laughs> so that's a show that's sabaton that's, that's what fun I got. that was a fun story i, I told you that. i yeah, told yeah. you i had some shit i uh i of course have children of bodom now children of bodom goes back even further than i knew that i was aware uh formed in 1993 whoa as unearthed on a belgian record label the band was called unearthed it was still Alexi and Yaska, the drummer, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, who were the only two constant members for both bands. Uh, the band hated the deal they got. They were basically, uh, in an interview, Alexi said that they had to pay for everything, and it was just a bad deal. So to get out of that, uh, they got in contact with Spine Farm mm-hmm. in 1997, and in Earth told the Belgian record label that they broke up, <laughs> and then they just reformed under a new name sure. with Spine Farm. Clever. Uh while at the Spine Farm offices, uh, someone, uh, Alexi said it was a Spine Farm employee, uh, noted a map on a table there, and he pointed out Lake Bodum and how Bodum was pretty metal sounding. Maybe they could do a name out of that. So Alexi said they all got pretty drunk. They went back to one of their houses, uh, and they were trying to do all these things with Bodum on it, uh, like on a piece of paper, and they said that the next day, basically, the children of Bodum worked the best like sure. written and and looked the coolest and everything basically i i have a question already yeah they this was 1993 well no this was 97 so okay. bodum formed in 97 yeah, yeah the yeah. band formed four years earlier in 93 so did they like just come out of the womb with the instruments alexi got his first guitar at 13 he played violin before that right uh but when he got his guitar he uh stopped playing the violin and so and i think it was like a year or two later because he was in his mid-teens whenever they formed the first band yeah because he was talking about his influences at the time were hetfield and death metal basically as vocals he didn't want to do vocals yeah but they needed somebody so he's like fuck it i'll do it so he just tried to imitate his favorite 
bands and everything. But he, so he would have been like 17 when I think 16, 17. Bodum. And then Yanni was even younger than yeah. him. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah, man. It's one of those things where it's like because it's in Finland, it's like. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This dude was like 13, 14 years old. Right. And that's probably why their deal was so shitty because the record label is like their kids. They don't yeah, it's him. child labor. It's fine. Yeah, yeah this is whatever, <laughs> man. Uh, at its formation, Children of Bodom compromised of Alexi Lyo. Yeah, there's a lot of Finnish Finnish yeah, names yeah, yeah. here, uh-huh, so uh-huh. give me give me two seconds. Uh, Jaska Ratakanen. Yep, yep. Alexer, Ale- Alexander Kuopala. Yanni mm-hmm. Warman. Mm-hmm. Nice. And... Henka Sapala. Uh-huh. Nice. I bet those were all spot on. So correct. So from 1997 with the release of Something Wild all the way in 2000, all the way to the release, 2019's release of Hexed, Children of Bodom released some of the most important music in the heavy metal world, as well as helped define an entire genre, melodic death metal. In late 2019, Inner turmoil brought the band to a halt and children of Bodom would be no more. A short-lived project with Alexi Laiho called Bodom After Midnight would release an EP, but tragically the metal world would lose Alexi in late 2020 after health complications. He was only 41. Yeah. He spent over half his life in Bodom. Yeah. Which is wild to me that somebody can, they can do that for sure. That's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just really sad. Also, I didn't know this, but he was married to Kimberly Goss. I thought they were just friends, but they got yeah. married and, and divorced as well, which is sad. But, um, but yeah, there was a whole fight over his estate. If, yeah, that was shitty. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what this is about. Uh, again, uh, you know, brief moment of silence for Alexi as well. Uh, by now, most people are familiar with Children of Bodom. So in lieu of a history lesson, I'd like to talk some numbers and fun facts, okay? which I found impressive and, and might spark some conversation here. Seven out of 10 of their albums peaked at number one on the Finnish album charts. Uh, yeah, I believe it. The other three peaked at two, three, and three. Two was something wild. Their first, first album, album yeah. peaked at number two on the Finnish charts. Uh-huh. Halo of Blood peaked at three, mm-hmm. and the one that I find most surprising, Follow the Reaper, peaked at three. Which How to me is one dare of the best. You, Finland. Yeah, that's uh, maybe maybe their best, if not uh, top three for sure. Yeah, uh, only peaked at three. Uh, of course, it peaked uh, numerous other places. They, I mean, dude, looking at their uh, entries into like when they charted, yeah. you can see that it's just a bar graph that just goes up. Yeah, on places that they. <laughs> that they peak on on charts so they've never released a non top three album in finland which is that's wild. absolutely that's something wild hey uh, he got there uh peter tag trend uh-huh. of hypocrisy uh-huh. produced follow the reaper uh-huh. which i didn't know he uh, produced a bunch of sabaton albums too he's it's a big name yeah. big name over there uh but they didn't they actually i guess they didn't like it as much because they went back to their old their other producer mm. for their for hate crew death roll uh-huh. uh the theft of his jackson guitar in 2002 led alexi to signing a deal with esp who he stayed with for throughout his career who said they could produce a replacement in three months versus a replacement in a year by jackson because jackson at that time had just been bought by fender Mm. so they were going through some you know changeover and all that stuff they were like yeah we can get you a custom built in a year mm-hmm. 
and uh, he contacted ESP. They're like, yeah, we can get you one in three months. Hell He's yeah. Like, Sign, with Sign you on the dotted line. Uh, so thank you to uh, and that. That was you said that was two thousand two. Yeah. So that they were a name that was right after yeah. Fall of the Reaper. Yeah, they were big. I mean, they were big. Yikes to Jackson. Yeah, you. I mean, <laughs> but at the end of the day, how many right bands have? Oh, we're busy making Jimi Hendrix's G- son or whatever. <laughs> well, or uh, uh, doesn't uh, Carrie King play Jackson, or is he still on BC Rich? I don't know. It's a good. Question. I think he's on BC. Whoever but into we're making, I don't know. We're making yeah. those dudes guitars. Yeah, yeah. They're ninety seventh guitar. Alexi, no, we don't have time for her. Don't. <laughs> whatever band she's in, tell her. Which to. Lexi? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lexi. There's five of them. Uh, during a festival in Europe, security guards once took Yanni off stage. Yanni Warman, their keyboard player, because they thought he was a quote just a drunk random idiot playing keyboards. That's, they weren't wrong. That's from Yask or that's from Yanni's mouth. And the other thing from Yanni's <laughs> mouth, he said he was he had been known to drink an entire bottle of Bacardi during an hour set. Jesus Christ. He said sometimes he would purposely write riffs where it wasn't he could play with one hand yeah. and drink. So he had to make sure the riff, like in these spots, wasn't co- too complicated where he could also drink. Oh that was like God. his test or whatever. <laughs> For those who don't know, <laughs> Children of Bodom lived fast. Yeah, they were. I, I I would say, especially Yanni and Alexi, were some heavy drinkers. Yeah, just mm-hmm. as we just said, he would have a bottle of Bacardi That's on stage. Insane in an hour, man. I can't imagine having three drinks in an hour of Bacardi. How do you? How do you do? Like. I mean, just physically. Not even part of it is. I think you got your adrenaline going and you're yeah. sweating it out. It is. I've noticed easier to drink if you're sweating it out. Sure. And your tolerance, obviously, but like how, how do you not puke? I, I'm I sure mean, I'm certain they did. <laughs> I mean, he had to get taken off stage in Europe. Yeah, that's in Europe too. <laughs> that's where everybody's drunk. I God. hear. I don't know, uh, especially early in their career. Bodum were no strangers to samples from movies. Mm-hmm. We're all familiar with mm-hmm. a couple intros and and you know outros uh, whether voice lines or ambiance Bodum have sampled the following movies on their albums the rock one of the, there's like a 30 second passage that they basically just replay from a song in the rock uh-huh. uh, American Psycho uh-huh. platoon the exorcist three Amadeus and Ben Hur okay oh as well as it I don't think I said that one okay it's in there as well just a lot of big movies That's, that uh, yeah you know, I know, I know all the songs and stuff uh, that they're talking about, but uh, they don't do it so much in their later career, which is no, it was yeah, a lot of early stuff, a lot of early stuff. It just seems like they were getting drunk and watching horror movies and war movies and cutting out vocals and putting them in there. And Amadeus, apparently, and apparently, Warman, the Yanni's side project, samples a lot of stuff from Amadeus. Uh, That's <laughs> as so well. weird. It's the scene where Salieri is talking to a crucifix. Yeah, and he says it. It's from the song hate breeder or at the beginning he says from now on we're your enemies you and i yeah he's talking about crucifix yeah and the scene he basically throws the crucifix in the fire and he blames jesus for favoring amadeus, amadeus. instead of himself yeah well he should have uh, rocked more because <laughs> hey man yeah could could you imagine if it was rock me salieri no way <laughs> no chance not, <laughs> not nearly a, not a good. chance falco's career would have made it <laughs> 
Uh, so that's Bodum. Like I said, there's a it's it's a huge deep history, but I, I feel like most people are familiar with it. They were rock solid members. Yeah, they only had two replacement guitarists. Um, when Alexander left, they got Rupe Latvala, mm-hmm. and then he left, and they were very briefly. I think only for Hexed. Oh yeah, what's his name? The <sighs> it's the like an American guy. Yeah, Daniel Fry- Daniel Freiberg. Daniel Fr- yeah. Uh, in 2016 and Freiburg also went on to Bodum after midnight with That's Alexi. Right. That's right. Um, and I read that basically again, when bands break up, it's always weird. It's never, it doesn't really concern you as a fan, right? It's not really your business. Uh, but they said they couldn't see eye to eye with Alexi anymore. And I don't know if they meant in life or like where they wanted Bodum to go. Yeah. Cause Bodum after midnight sounds sort of like Bodum. Yeah. Like basically it's just Bodum. Uh, so I don't know if it was just if it was something like maybe he still was drinking or maybe I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, you know, but because uh, we we also haven't heard those dudes, the other Bodum guys. I don't think they did anything. They didn't. They haven't come out with another band. They haven't. Yeah. So and that could have been influenced by Alexi's passing. It right. could have been just like they maybe they were getting ready to do something and it was like not not anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's a bummer that we're not going to get to hear those dudes anymore. But then. Uh, Alexander or Daniel Freiberg also came out and said he's not going to do anything else with Bodum after midnight right. because Alexi's so associated with even the word Bodum. Right. Uh, it's hard to do anything with that. So, yep. So there you have it. Children of Bodum versus Sabaton. Uh, we got plenty of selects for this week's playlists. Uh, certainly not going to run out, run out of any options anytime soon from these guys. Ten <laughs> albums on Bodum. I don't know how many sabaton release but there's been nine wars. now 10 coming out this year 10 this yeah. in 2022 uh-huh in march that's cool uh so yeah we should uh should have a good playlist for you that comes out every tuesday sometimes it's a day late don't worry about it <laughs> shit, we got shit going on yeah it's never a dollar short though never a dollar short it's always just a perfect amount of money uh <laughs> <laughs> nice that was great yeah thank you make sure to vote uh you find us on our social medias at debate nope I almost got it. We I almost got it every the, time. Right. No, we are the onslaught pod. That is Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at the onslaught podcast at gmail.com. If you don't have, uh, if you don't, if you do not have any social media to vote on, but, uh, make sure you get out there and vote, Vote early vote often. Uh, we of course are two members of debates on tap. We are joined every Monday by our medical boy <laughs> for a good, a good round round table laughing. I would say, uh, yeah, that's a nice way of putting that. It's yeah, not yeah. just us bullshitting for 45 no, minutes. No, 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 no. It's live. It's laughter. We give you laughter and joy. Yeah. That is uh, every Monday. That's debates on tap. Let's go find that. Check that out. Subscribe. You know, it helps us a lot. Uh, we are also putting on. It has now been officially announced on the debates channel. So I know we kind of broke the news last week, but we're going we're gonna to re-break the news. Uh, March 6th here in Kansas City. 1 p.m. Sunday, March 6th at Cinderblock Brewery. You can find us doing a live show while also doing hosting a charity event between other podcasts. We're going to play some Mario Golf, and uh, we're it's raising. A, it's a charity golf tournament. It's a charity Brian. golf Say tournament. It's yeah, a charity yeah. golf tournament. It is, uh, but it's inside while we're drinking, and right. we're going to have a live show there. We're going to ev- everything, all the donations and, and everything, uh, go to benefit Hope House, which is a domestic violence shelter here in Kansas City that does a lot of good work. Uh, so we are raising money for them, and we are also able to give stuff away. We're not going to spoil exactly what we're giving away. You're going to have to check out Debates on Tap for that, but come join us. It's free. 
you can buy beer there from you, you know from the brewery. Obviously, it's at a brewery. Uh, come and hang out and have a good time uh, with us and, and some some of our friendly podcasts here in the area and uh, for a good cause, I would say. Come say hi and tell us your hot opinions on Sabaton and Children Bodum. Yeah, we're not there as the onslaught, but I swear if you come in and start yelling about heavy metal, we'll yell back at you. Oh, uh, there will be yelling. A few other podcasts there, I think, will also have some uh, heavy opinions for you. Look, if you come firing in with any opinions, there's going to be eight dudes in that room with hot opinions. <laughs> and they're not afraid to yell at them because we yell at them into microphones all the time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if you want to get berated, come in with your hot takes just for fun. We'll know it's for fun. Well, no, you're doing it for uh, for Vargas is shaking his head at me, but uh, no, we'll know. It's not for fun. It's all real. <laughs> no, when you start it, it's fun. But when we go back at them, that's oh, when the that's, fun that's stops. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. Well, no, you're not coming for us, but we're going to come for we're you. We're going to come for you. Yeah, yeah. So check that out. Uh, make sure to give us rate us if you can. If you, if whatever you listen to us on, it helps helps the optics, helps the podcast grow and get to more ears. Which at the end of the day, you know, we're just one and a half white guys. Nice. Uh, yeah, trying yeah. to get uh, our opinions out there into people's ears because they are the correct opinions. And if you're in another wildly successful heavy metal band and would like to be interviewed by us, hit us up. You can join Onslaught Superfan Greg Burgess in the Hall of Heroes. That's right. And I will not hold back on roasting you and telling you that your favorite band, they suck. 